to City Speak with Max Masudafarkas. Here's a riddle for you. What's big, yellow, runs on diesel, and is part of the largest transit system in the United States? That's right, the school bus. Every day, 27 million children are moved from neighborhood to neighborhood in cities across the country, transported by the iconic yellow automobile whose design has remained constant since the mid-20th century. But charming though it may be, the yellow school bus is rife with problems, from operations to costs to environmental sustainability. Ritu Narayan is the co-founder and CEO of Zoom Transit, and she has set out to give the school transportation system the technological upgrade that has evaded it for generations. Stay tuned. CitySpeak is sponsored by Betoni Architects. Betoni Architects is an award-winning design firm with a methodology proven to successfully guide developers in navigating the complex building process while maintaining an impactful design sensibility. To learn more, visit Betoni Architects. That's B-I-T-T-O-N-I architects.com. Ritu Narayan, welcome to CitySpeak. Thank you, Max. Delighted to be here. So I'd imagine that a person who wakes up one morning and says to herself, I'm going to redesign how children get to school, must have had some intensely personal reason for choosing to target such a niche area. I know that this was true for you. So I'd like you to start by sharing with our listeners just more about yourself, your education and background, and how you decided to focus on this space. Yes, sure. So my background is an undergrad in computer science. I was always attracted towards math and science. And against all odds, I decided to be an engineer. I was the first female engineer in my family. And I moved to U.S. in late 98. And at that time, I started working in management consulting and really enjoyed reorganizing or redesigning business processes. And anytime I would see a problem, I wanted to solve it and solve it at scale. Like that was the theme consistently behind all of my assignments that I took in. And after that, I moved into the product at Oracle. I started designing very large scale product and then to eBay. When I was at eBay, that's when a very transformational thing happened, both in the personal life and professional life. First thing is, for the first time working in my tech industry, I found I was surrounded by 42% women. And that just changed an outlook towards overall, towards what working in tech industry looked like. And there was a lot of encouragement about designing solution, 50% of the population of the world population is women. Why are we not designing products with women in mind? That was a very paradigm change for me in the professional realm. And the pace of innovation was very high. The scale of eBay platform is so large that sitting anywhere in any corner of the world, people can make money. And meanwhile, in the personal life, I was facing a very challenging situation every single day of picking up and dropping off my children while I am still at work. My second one had just transitioned to preschool and I did not need a full-time nanny at home. And this challenge just became front and center of my life. I started to cobble up all sorts of solutions and nothing would work. And my main question and curiosity in my mind was, I have seen other parents in my people reporting to me, running out of this office at four o'clock to pick their children. And seeing the impact of that on their career and why something has not been done, why 
no dynamics, no technology has been applied to this problem and nobody has tried to solve it. As I was thinking about it, I also thought growing up, I was uh, in a family of four children. I have three siblings and my mom, who was an educator way miles away in India, 30 years back, she had also left job exactly for the same reason. And here I was, even after making so much of progress, I was thinking exactly the same, that I would have to leave the job if there was no solution that I could find. And this curiosity just became a very propelling force for me to solve the problem. And any intention behind was that this is the future generation and parents and women are at a disadvantage if we don't have an infrastructure. And how can I use my skills that I have in technology to solve it? So that's how Zoom came into being. (laughs) So before we dive into what actually your company does, I'd like to get a clearer picture of what the actual status quo has been up until Zoom was founded. I took it upon myself to do a quick search online And I found that the first school bus can be traced as far back as the 1890s when horse-drawn carriages would pick up young children and take them to what were then the newly built public school systems in the country. Obviously, the design and operation of school buses have since become far more complex since their horse-drawn carriage days. But of course, it's your belief that school transit has been stuck in the past for a long time now. So can we hear more from you about what the status quo has been for school transit and what its problems have been? School transit, actually, as you rightly pointed out, hasn't changed in over 80 years or 100 years of its existence. Whether it is horse cart or actually diesel run, engine run, school bus, pretty much going to the school in very similar fashion and having spoke manner where they aggregated one spot and some bus or some carriage comes and picks them up and it's complete black box after that what happens parents can just hope that the children they reach to their destination and there is very little technology or very poor visibility in terms of what happens and there's no flexibility for parents really like if whether it is five children traveling or 30 children traveling it's the same school bus that is being deployed and that means that some children end up taking a very long route to the school and they have to get up very early in the morning the impact of that long hour or long commute times in the morning and evenings have a deep impact on your child's development, like not just the emotional and social development of being in the bus and being in that traffic and all of that. But also surprisingly, teachers tell us that when children have long commute, for the first couple of hours, they're just trying to settle down. They are not really ready to learn or engage in the class. So there is a deeper impact on overall how the commute is and surprisingly it impacts the lower income community even more because in the richer community at least parents one parent can drop the child using their own vehicle but in the low income community it's even bigger problem in terms of what children has to face and lastly because there's no technology there are so much inefficiencies and underutilization because that bus is only being used for that specific school or that specific school district it continues to stay idle So the infrastructure is very expensive for the school 
And that means that with the increasing budgets and all of that, schools don't have the luxury to spend that kind of money and they end up cutting either the transportation or the other things like after-school programs. This is actually the problem of lack of flexibility, lack of technology, lack of visibility, inefficiencies and making the entire solution costly and in some cases even unsafe. And that's the problem that we are solving at Zoom using technology and the new business model of providing that flexibility by basically matching the right size of vehicle with the right size of route to provide the new age experience to children. So let's dive in a bit now to the actual operations of your company. When visiting your website, one is struck by the sheer variety of services that your company offers from the actual operation of vehicle fleets to tracking to data collection analytics. Would you describe for us what Zoom's core services are and how each reimagines the way transportation services have traditionally been delivered to students and families? Yes, absolutely. So Zoom is a full service school transportation platform. The first is Zoom actually operates and manages its vehicles. And we use a mixed size fleet. So essentially, when five kids have to go, we can deploy a van. When there is one child that has to go for a special program or after school program, we can have sedan. But when the group of children are traveling and school bus is the right approach, which it is for 80% of the routes in the school districts, we actually deploy the school buses. So first area for us is whenever we go to the districts, we take their routes and we optimize them and we tell them exactly how many number of school buses they need. And so, for example, a school might say we need 100 school buses, but when we do optimization of their routes, we say, oh, no, you only need 70 buses. These 30 other buses you were using, they can be actually accommodated using smaller vehicles. So first step for us is that optimization and providing the right infrastructure set up for the school and right routes. And all of that happened on a platform very quickly within minutes in terms of providing feedback. And that has become even more important in pandemic when there are so many constraints in terms of social distancing and adjusting the routes. We can provide that flexibility in making these changes on the fly for school districts. The second aspect of it is every single parent actually onboards the platform using our technology. They get the app, students and schools have their own dashboards and school districts are almost like a city in themselves. For example, LA Unified School District has thousand schools and each school only cares about their transportation. They don't care about what's happening at the district level while the district administrator would care about all the transportation that's happening for the entire district and make sure everything is running on time, everything is running safely, no kid is left behind, and they have full visibility on the platform because we actually track children at the student level. So when students get onboarded on the vehicle, they check in and parents get notified, schools get notified that the child is actually on board the bus. When they offboard the bus, they have very clear indication that the child has left the bus. And in case child is sick, parents can cancel the ride on the app and the bus doesn't have to show up on the stop and driver wondering what happened to the child. Is it going to come or not going to come type of thing? So there's a, this sense of control and sense of support from the technology and visibility from the technology for everybody on the platform. And people can actually focus on the experience part and the safety part for the children. 
And the third aspect of it, let me describe that too. There is a moment in time, as you know, Max, as the climate has become a very important problem. And there is a Biden infrastructure plan also that has come up and they have laid out why a school bus should be electrified. There are half a million school buses on the road. It's actually the largest set of bus fleet and the largest mass transit system in the country, contributing around 8 million tons of carbon emissions per year. So the third aspect of it is we are also helping school district transition to electric vehicle while we are providing very highly safe, reliable, and accessible rights to the school meanwhile. There is something about the archetypal yellow school bus that I think evokes a certain warmth and nostalgia for one's childhood, for one's local neighborhood, the bus driver who knows every child by name. Whether or not that idea is still true today is probably an open question, but still, it's a paradigm that feels pretty ingrained in our culture, at least in cities and towns in the U.S. When I look at other technology-enabled transportation companies, there's a certain anonymity to them, even a coldness that seems at odds with that nostalgic image I have in my head, at least. Are these more ephemeral cultural aspects of school transit something you've thought about in designing your services? School transportation is a very relationship-based transportation, unlike transactional transportation like Uber or Lyft. I would guarantee you at least I have not been picked by a same Uber driver ever again. But when it comes to children, like early on, even when we were operating in more of a Uber of a kids model, we realized that kids don't like uncertainty. They like consistency. They like predictability. And school bus drivers or the drivers who are driving children to the school are like care provider. They're taking on the shadow responsibility of the parents. They get to know the child has a basketball game today. Do they have a test today? And they know so much about children are getting coached and development and they're sharing the information. They're like care providers to children. And we actually focus on that aspect a lot. Like we have the Zoom way of doing training type of thing for the drivers, like how to provide the best service to children. Or the, our app itself has a special instructions for every kid, which parent can provide my child like this, or they don't like to be talk, they are quite kid, or they like teddy bear, like those kind of information. So even if the driver changes, the experience of the child is very familiar. And finally, we actually just launched this week a program called People Who Zoom, essentially creating a Humans of New York type community among the drivers so that one realization I had after meeting school bus drivers was they had such amazing personality and the reason to be a school bus driver. They were so mm -hmm. proud about the work that they are doing and somehow in the society, even though children realize how important it was, but in a day-to-day, -day, that work may get lost. So we are actually highlighting their stories and creating a platform where they can communicate with each other and feel even stronger about the service that they are providing in, a, in return to that. And all of that actually is enabled by technology in a way, even, but also by our values, like the values that we have towards giving back to the community and creating strong communities. Your company works hand in hand with large school districts, among them Oakland Unified, Seattle Public Schools, Arlington Independent School District. 
When you sit down with, say, the superintendent of Seattle Public Schools, what does your pitch to him or her sound like? So our main thing is overall school bus industry is very large. It's a $28 billion industry. All the contracts are five to 10 year contracts. So these are long-term contracts. When school districts are planning their transportation, they have a very long horizon of how things will change, what's going to happen. And it is actually a largest ticket item after teacher's salary. It's the largest item that school district invests in. And for them, it is very critical because that's the main mode for the children to come to school. And that's what ensures the continuity of education. Given the importance and given the budget and all of that, Art Bridge is essentially saying that when you are looking five, 10 years ahead, you don't want to go back and invest in the old way of doing things, which is inflexible. No visibility, costly, inefficient, and on top of it, it is not green. It is not sustainable. So we lay out a plan with the districts and tell them that we would highly optimize their routes. We would actually make sure their system is efficiently designed. We will ensure greater utilization of those assets so that we can provide the savings to the districts. And finally, we will transition the whole infrastructure onto the sustainable EV-based infrastructure. And given that you are providing superior experience, visibility using technology and efficiency using technology, flexibility using technology, you're actually saving districts money or providing the more enhanced service on the similar budget. And finally, you're providing a green infrastructure. There's hardly anything to say no for the district. So it is all about that eye towards innovation and the experience for the children and experience for the parents that drives the solution for the districts. And it's always like, how can we transition and when can we transition? An express priority of your company that you touched on at the very beginning of our conversation and from the very beginning of the company's history, as I understand, has been to make school transit environmentally sustainable. To that end, I read that you recently made a huge acquisition of electric vehicles and even have plans to send energy back to the grid through the vehicle batteries. Can you talk more on that and how such a process would work and what are your plans for making school transit more sustainable? Yes, we are in a very important point in the history. Like you're right, for us, sustainability has been a very critical part of our funding values. And initially, we provided sustainability by creating more efficient routes, reducing the number of assets, and increasing the utilization of the same assets, and thereby reducing the carbon footprint. Actually, for the last two years, we've been working on the EV transition. So essentially, Every district that we work with, we have a four-year plan to transition them 100% on electric vehicles as a company by 2025. We will transition all our fleets to 100% electric vehicle. That's the goal. So that's around 10,000 vehicles by then would be all on the electric vehicle platform. And we have started that work already, starting with a couple of districts, the Oakland Unified and San Francisco Unified, and also with the private schools that we are working here in the Bay Area. And that work will now extend to other districts across the country. This year, while we get to the EV, because prices of the EV buses are still three times the price of the diesel bus, 
So we have worked with very innovative schemes in terms of coming up with the financing of the electric vehicles, working with the government. But in the long run, we want it to be self-sustainable, the whole EV infrastructure. And that's where we believe that by us providing that efficiency, we can transfer the costs and try to change the infrastructure to the EV infrastructure. And that's the plan we are working towards, working with many suppliers. As you rightly pointed out, one of the things for people to learn is school bus is the largest battery on wheels. And in any city, school bus is the largest bus fleet. Like in San Francisco, we have a bus fleet of 205 buses, which is the largest bus fleet, like counting any other fleet, like larger than Muni or anything. And this fleet is actually not used when there's a peak demand for electricity in the evening time, on the weekends or in the summertime is underutilized. So our plan is actually to use this massive infrastructure that we are creating for the school buses to give electricity back to the grid. And in this light, last year in June of 2021, we partnered with a leading AI-based software vendor called AutoGrid. And they actually plug into all the utilities and they provide that software layer where a school bus and our platform can plug in and give electricity back to the grid. And that has actually a couple of purposes. One is you are creating that resilience center in case of any disasters or anything. These are mobile buses. They can go wherever they need to and start providing the electricity there. And this infrastructure can also support the regular electricity in terms of wherever there's a need. And just to give you an idea, by combining the 10,000 buses in 2025, it is actually equivalent to lighting up 1 million homes for three to four hours. And, wow. and it's actually creating combined together one gigawatt of power plant capacity, which is one of the largest power plants, you would say, when that connection happens in the world. So that's the kind of innovation and transformation that we are looking for, looking ahead. And we are very excited to be very integral part of the community, like not just in something that is so essential to the lives of parents and school districts, but beyond that, also in terms of providing energy to the community. Ritu Narayan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to City Speak with Maxim Sudafarkas. CitySpeak is produced in partnership with Urbanized Media, with music and sound production by Greg Gordon-Smith and Source Code Creative Media. Be sure to visit urbanized.city, now featuring commercial real estate news in Atlanta, Austin, Chicago, Detroit, LA, and New York. <laughs>